listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts Danny, Kaylee, Seth, and Evan as we review video games from all systems and all genres. What's going on, Zappers? Today, me and Evan are here to talk to you about The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Now, my first time playing this, I didn't know it was the fifth Elder Scrolls. I didn't even know what an Elder Scroll was, really. I've just heard of this game called Skyrim, right? And that was all the way back in, like, 2013. But I've never actually heard anyone just call it The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. It's always just Skyrim. Yeah, I think even on the Xbox One, it's just called Skyrim. Just, yeah. But yeah, it was developed by Bethesda. You know, it's their little masterpiece baby. <laughs> you know, they compare every game that they make to Skyrim. It's definitely their bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, you think I would think it'd be it was like Fallout 3 or New Vegas, but no. I've never seen a game ported so many times oh, man. than this. So originally it was on PC, 360 and PS3, right? But then it came to Xbox One and PS4 with the special edition. And then it came to the Switch and also VR. Yeah, PlayStation 4 VR. And then, yeah, everyone else got it for normal VR. Yeah. There were even rumors that it was going to come to 3DS, but Ooh. I think it's way too big yeah. for the 3DS to process. It would look horrible but... on the 3DS. I mean, it already doesn't look that good on the, on the Switch and VR from what I've seen, but... Yeah. Which I think that on 3DS, I just... And that's another thing, too. Like, it came out November 11th, 2011, so it was 11-11-11, right? Yeah. But that's a long time ago, and they're still porting this game, so it doesn't really look up to today's standards. But we'll get into that later. Um, The plot, right? It's got a lot of plot. You know, it's it's your standard Bethesda RPG. There's the main story. There's all the side quests. And then the available dlc that you can purchase if you want yeah if you have the legendary edition for the playstation 3 and xbox 360 you know get all three of the dlcs or if you get the special edition it just comes standard yeah special edition also added mods too really was yeah oh cool so like fallout 4 yeah nice console mods sweet which while they are regulated by Bethesda, so you can't have anything like two out there. Yeah. I did manage to snap a few good ones. Like, uh, you know, Master Chief. Get a mod that just changes the entire color palette to like green and purple. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That'd be great, man. Someone needs to make that. If you're a modder and you're listening to this, please make that. We will endorse you. Put it on mod DB. No, we won't. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep. Well, anyway, I will endorse whoever I want. Good luck with that payment. Okay. <laughs> so, as with many other Elder Scrolls games, as I've come to find out, you start out and you're a criminal, right? Like, after playing Skyrim my first time, I went back and played Oblivion. And I got Morrowind as well. And you always start out as some sort of criminal. Like, you're never just a random guy who, you know, he's just a commoner. You're always, like, in trouble. So, a bad guy becomes a good guy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you're a prisoner, right? And you're, you wake up in the back of, like, this wagon. And they're taking you to this town called Helgen to execute you for tr- 
like crimes against the empire, right? And the general of the empire is there and he's overseeing it because the general of the opposing like rebel group, it's kind of like Star Wars, okay? <laughs> they're called the Stormcloaks and their leader is there too. His, his name is uh, unironically Ulfric Stormcloak, but you know. It is. It's like a, it's like a like a cheesy knockoff of SpongeBob. Uh, SpongeBob Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even talking about SpongeBob really. I don't know why that came to my head. SpongeBob, I am your father. Oh, that would have been the best plot twist ever if Patrick was SpongeBob's father. We're getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, you get out of the wagon, you customize your character with your millions of options to choose from. I made my guy look like the Predator. Um, I actually chose a Nord. Did you choose a Nord? I chose a Nord, yeah. Now, depending on which uh, race you pick, it um, you get different perks. The Nord, I don't think it actually has any perks because it's like default. Yeah. Actually, I think it's resistant to cold. I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, every race has their own perks. The um, Argonians, which are like the lizard people, they can swim underwater forever. They can't drown. And the Khajiits, they're the cat people. Um, whenever I see a Khajiit, I just... just makes you wonder, just what were the developers thinking? You know, I heard they, they were thinking about adding uh, dog people, too. That would have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> dog and cat people in oh, the same they, game? That'd be kind of cool. They could have did like a war, like a, like a nation war <laughs> between the two. We already got multiple wars going on, okay? What's one more? And, yeah. We got vampires versus werewolves. We got Stormcloaks versus Imperials. We got me against the world. That, that that's a big that's a, that's an important one. But yeah, you know, after customizing your character, you step up to the chop in black, right? And they're they're about to, you know, chop your head off. You just watch some other guy get his head chopped off. Another guy tried to run for it, but he got shot down. Which, that cutscene always lags for me, so... I don't know. They, like, pull the arrow back, and then they let go, and then it hits him, and then he dies. He doesn't die as it hits him. Ah, uh, so it's just... Yeah. yeah. But, anyway. Lag aside... The dragon Alduin shows up and starts causing some havoc, right? He's destroying the town, which allows you to escape. And you can either choose to escape with a Stormcloak or an Imperial. Although that's not really important to the story, it's important to the it's side like quest later on, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter who you choose, because you get out of the town anyway. And as you escape the town, uh, they... Whoever you choose, you know, Stormcloak or Imperial, they ask you to come and join their ranks. That's also a side quest. So after you escape the town, you end up in this other town, right? And you have to warn the Jarl there. The Jarl is kind of like, I don't know, like a, a mayor or a governor. Mayor. John Mayor. Of the area. It's hard to explain. It's like spelled J A R L, Jarl. Jarl. Yeah. <laughs> Car. 
the uh these yarls right you gotta tell the yarl that there's a dragon attack and of course no one believes you because you know dragons haven't been around forever but after that dragon starts attacking the town that you're in so you know everyone starts believing you but after you kill this dragon you absorb its soul and you're like wait a minute what just happened? <laughs> Everyone's looking at you, and even like the guards around that were helping you kill this dragon are like, "Whoa!" Hey, that's kind of cool. It's right then that you learn the legend of the Dragonborn, which is it's kind of like if you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's like where you know how like an Avatar dies and another one is born. It's like that for Dragonborns, except the Dragonborns are the only people in Skyrim Earth, I think it was called Tamriel, Mm. that can kill dragons, for sure. Because if, like, a normal person kills a dragon, they don't die. They just come back. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the Dragonborn, he absorbs its soul. And that also plays into the gameplay, because if you... absorb enough souls you can unlock shouts and that's another thing a dragonborn can do is communicate with dragons you can speak its language so he can use their shouts you've probably heard of the mustard jar or fusroda yeah the unrelenting force you know that just shoves them back Ooh, yeah it's a lot of fun. I ended up killing my Skyrim companion a lot because of that <laughs> I'd actually do it too close to him and he was it flying. Lydia yeah oh my god <laughs> You are my Thane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after you absorb your first dragon, I remember my first time. Um, <laughs> these, uh, you start to hear voices, okay? Mm. And it's the Greybeards. They call you up to their mountain, and they, you know, they tell you a lot more about shouting, and they basically they tutorial you on how to be a dragonborn. Because they, they know so much. Yeah, they're about. they're just a bunch of guys who sit up on a mountain, hanging out, practice shouting, you know, have a good time. They just yell. They just yell. I wish oh. I could do that. Just yell, scream. <laughs> Their leader is actually a dragon, but we'll get to that later because you don't know that at the time. But they send you on a few tasks to prove that you're the epic hero that they need to defeat the evilest dragon in the land called Alduin. He's this big black dragon with red eyes. He's Basically, the opposite of Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Blue Eyes White Dragon. Not, not a very nice guy. I tried um, talking to him about it, but he didn't like it. Talking about Alduin here. Oh, you talked to. Went Alduin? to his house. Yeah, we ended up doing. There was like a shoving match, and then. Oh, so that's where that came from. Yep. Man. So on a few, <laughs> on a few of your uh, tasks that you do for the Greybeards, you meet this other group called the Blades. And uh, they have their own mobile game now, but that's off topic. But they're dragon hunters, okay? But they don't like the Greybeards either. Because, you know, the Greybeards are led by a dragon. And the Blades, they kind of help you out a little bit. Not that much, because... I don't know, they're kind of their own... They do their Their own own thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But... You know, it almost comes to the point where the Blades are about to attack the Greybeards, but then Alduin keeps doing some more stuff. Alduin has the ability to revive the other dragons. 
So if you can stop him, you can stop the dragons from attacking and destroying all of Skyrim, right? During its civil war. Right, right. It's a very chaotic time, okay? There's giant spiders everywhere. There's bears coming out of their caves during the day. And, yeah. Yeah, spiders to much of my distaste. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't do it, dude. That was a spiders, man. Anything with a spider, I still can't do it. Like Lord of the Rings 3, can't watch that part with the spider. Really? Yeah, I can't do it. That's not even like a real spider. Exactly. I think it was a lady that was transformed into a spider. Anyway, this isn't Lord of the Rings. Kind of like it. It's very much like Lord of the Rings, but it's not. It even plays an orc. (laughs) But yeah, you travel with the blades a little bit. You end up at this place called the Skyhaven Tape. Temple. 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 Yeah. You find out how to defeat Alduin. All right. You need an Elder Scroll, which is where the name of the game comes from. Whoa. The Elder Scroll shows you, once you get it, it shows you the past of how an ancient Nord group defeated Alduin previously. And they used a special shout called Dragonrend. Basically, it just brings dragons to the ground so you can beat the crap out of them. Don't ask me why they weren't able to defeat them back then. I don't really know why. Plot convenience? Yeah. Because, like, if you can do it now, why couldn't they have done it then with the same process? Anyway. <laughs> um, you def- you um, you go up to the top of the mountain with the Greybeards, right? And you're with Parthenax, the leader of the Greybeards, the dragon. And you call upon Alduin. And you both fight him there. And you defeat him. The weird part is, though, he doesn't die. That was, like, the first time a dragon didn't, like, turn into a skeleton after you kill it. Dang. And you're like, wait a minute, what? He flies off and goes to, like, it's like Nord Heaven. Sovngarde. Mm. So you have to get to Sovngarde, but, you you know, honestly, you really don't want to commit suicide. Yeah, so, no, that's... You might not even go there. You might go go to Oblivion instead. <laughs> I don't know the rules of the divines. Talos be with you. <laughs> yeah, you find a portal, alright. The world's going to, like, complete chaos, because there's dragons everywhere. There's ancient Nords coming back to life. The Draugrs. The little skeleton guys. Dragon priests. But yeah, in order to stop that, you jump through the portal to Sovngarde. And you find these... I think it's the same people from the Elder Scroll that it showed you. That defeated Alduin previously. You all team up, and you fight Alduin's ghost thing. And you win. And you save the world. Did that stop all the dragons? No, because they still show up in the post-game. <laughs> um... They don't come back, though, so... It stopped the dragon. Yeah, it stopped the World Eater. That's what they called him. Alduin the World Eater. And Skyrim's still in turmoil. Look at that. Until you do the side quests. But yeah, that's the main story. So, (laughs) I gave the story a 6 out of 10. Because without all the side quests, you really don't do much. I I gave it a 7. I found myself getting bored a lot and kind of just... Like, I'd listen to a cutscene, and then my mind would just kind of wander, and then I'd snap back, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm still playing a game." Like it would just it didn't like a lot of in like time it didn't grab my attention, 
Um, but as for the main story that did offer, I, I did like a lot of the ideas that they had for the story. Places to go, you know, the, you know, the It definitely of, was dynamic, and it showed you the sheer size of the map that they had. Yeah. Sending you around everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I got, there's just like times that, you know, I'll just get too bored, and I'll just kind of, uh, unlike, like Fallout 3, which usually always has my attention. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, but like, it wasn't bad. The story was not bad. Um, by any means, just little pe- bits and pieces sometimes. One thing I will give it, since you know I obviously never played any of the other Elder Scrolls, <clears throat> um, it wasn't all that confusing for people to get into. Right. Like usually, if it's the fifth title in a series and it continues off the others, people yeah, will be so extremely lost. lost. But I don't know. Really, wasn't that confusing? Right. I mean, if you know what, because uh, they don't build off each other. The other games, they're all kind of like. Yeah. It's like kind of like a Final Fantasy thing, how huh? it's like no. a different story. No. They do. It's just they're separated by so many years. Oh, God. I think Oblivion took place, I believe it was 200 years before Skyrim. Okay. So, yeah, a lot's changed. I don't even think there was any characters that, although Cicero might have been from Oblivion. You don't know him. Yeah. Unless you played the Dark Brotherhood stuff. Yeah, I, I did play Oblivion, but uh, that was such a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, the side quests, a lot of the side quests in Skyrim had really good stories that like fulfilled the roles too, you know? Yeah, I might go back and actually do some of the side quests. Like I might try and, you know, complete uh, whatever the big story arc is. Because yeah. it is kind of interesting, so I do kind of want to see what can, they have to offer. You can solve the Civil War. Whosoever uh, side you choose wins, obviously. Um, unless you die. Yeah, yeah. Then. But then you just respawn, so. Yeah. Game magic. There's uh, the Dark Brotherhood. They're a group of assassins. Um, they get summoned through evil rituals, but yeah. There's the Companions. They, they're a bunch of werewolves. Uh, the Thieves Guild, they just go around stealing stuff, but they end up giving you, like, the best armor and right. stuff in the game. Yeah. But, yeah, the side quests were really good, too, and just exploring this big, open wilderness right. was amazing. It's so much bigger than... I, I, I want to say it's definitely bigger than the Wasteland, the Capital Wasteland. Yes. In 3. Um, I don't know about... Uh, New Vegas, that's in the Mojave. It's bigger than New Vegas. I that yeah. I I don't know. I I wanted to actually like do a comparison, but I knew it was definitely going to be at least a little bit bigger than the Mojave. But I knew it was way bigger than Capital Wasteland. I think I heard it was bigger than Fallout 4's map. Really? Yeah, I think 76 has it beat, but yeah, I think yeah. Skyrim's still in second place. Oh, yeah. That's it, pretty good for a game that came out in 2011. How long did they take to make this? Like, did they start working on this? I I thought I heard something like they started working on this before they like before like they were even done with Oblivion, but I don't I don't know. Maybe that would explain the graphics. Yeah, because <laughs> the graphics I gave it a seven out of ten. Even though I played the special edition, that's remastered. Right. Originally, when I played it, it was on the three sixty. I didn't have an HDMI cord at the time, so oh, yeah. it really looked like it was from two thousand eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It's not good. Mm-hmm. The graphics, I'm sorry, they just... Just imagine, this is essentially New Vegas, but, like, exactly that, and nothing special, new. 
Yeah. It's New Vegas, but green. Yes. Yes. New yeah. Vegas, but green. That's a, that's a very accurate. It's Fallout without guns. Right. Which would be an interesting turn for that series. Yeah. But... Well, there's a theory that they're in the same world. There's a theory like that all the Bethesda stuff were like. Yeah, somehow. they're all connected. Doom and Wolfenstein and then this and Fallout. Oh, yeah, I guess this isn't our first Bethesda game, is it? No, no, nope, Doom 2016. Doh-wah. Which we did like a long time ago. Which we, It feels like we did it a long time ago. Yeah. I try and let that one escape. I don't I don't like thinking about that one. <laughs> I did not have a good time playing that one. Yeah, that was not fun. Better than Sonic Adventure. But... Yeah, I, uh, graphically, like I said, it was it was fine. You know, 2011. But, uh, yeah, I kind of was hoping that with a remaster that it would be compare- more compared to 4. Um, and then... You mean like Fallout 4? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fallout 4 looked great. Right. Compared to Skyrim. And then, like, VR. VR looks horrible. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen too much of the Switch version it probably looks similar to a 360 version probably on hdmi right because like the hdmi if you have an hdmi cord for your 360 it pretty much looks the same as the special edition Mm -hmm. on xbox one yeah with the xbox one they added like aesthetic stuff too like they added more plant life and better lighting but it pretty much looks the same yeah which are, you know, typical remasters. But sometimes people pull off awesome remasters. Halo 2 Anniversary. That was amazing. Bioshock 1. Bioshock 1 Remastered looked yes. crazy. Yeah. It's still good. It's still Skyrim. It's not bad. It's not good. It's still Bethesda's it's a seven. and butter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. That's a C. That's a passing grade. Yeah. The gameplay gave it a 10. Because it's your, yeah, it's your standard Bethesda you know, menu, special. That's what they call it, their perk tree. Because mm-hmm. every time you level up, you get a a perk. Right. They called it special in Fallout. Um, I don't know what they call it in Skyrim. I don't think they call it anything. I don't know. You just go to the Cosmos and you're like, yeah, I want to be able to talk to people better. Yeah. Speech 100. Speech 100. I ended up giving it a... Uh, I gave it a 7. Um... It was cool, uh, like like the perk tree. But I had played, especially around that time, 2011. There's a lot of games out that use similar systems to that, so I didn't really feel like I was doing. I was playing anything new, um, or it was like unique. Mm-hmm. It was unique to the series, but it wasn't unique in terms of gameplay. And as I played games even before this that used a similar system and actually did it better. But like magic, like using the magic, the shouts, the shouts are really cool and yeah, really the funny. Were really cool, especially addition. when you end up, you know, turning around and you launch your companion down a down a cliff <laughs> accidentally. Uh, it's it's hilarious. So it's I mean it's great. Um, but yeah, did just, you use any of the other shouts? Oh yeah, I I used all of them, and I mean you know I would just do it on NPCs, not even you know just testing them sometimes. Yeah, just I'll just. I just still remember my first time uh, blowing away a giant. <laughs> he didn't go very far because he was a giant. Right, but... a giant, but oh man, it's the it's the funniest thing ever. And there's so much you can do in this game too. Right. Um, it's not like GTA Five where it's a life simulator. Right. Exactly. But uh, you can do a lot. <clears throat> you can have a family. You can have a kid. You can get a dog. Destroy an entire town. 
if you wanted to. In a matter of minutes. Yeah. Depending on how good you are. Right, exactly. How you know skilled you are with a controller or key keyboard. But yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff that says this is like the best open world RPG from the the West at least. Mm-hmm. Winner of over two hundred Game of the Year awards. Yeah. And it was for a good reason. It was a revolutionary game. Oh. Jeez, cat. <laughs> It's so annoying, but it's like as long as like he's in front of the camera, like it's fine because like it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, it was cool that they were able to build up this big story from their own lore too. Yeah, like, for sure. They didn't get any of this from like anything. Obviously, you can see the inspiration from right. like Cthulhu and right. like, Cthulhu, Lord of the Rings, Cthulhu. You know what's actually really cool? I that they used in ter- for like the physics engine, they used Havoc. I love the Havoc engine. Yeah. The ragdolls are like the best. And <laughs> uh Half-Life 2 uses them. Yeah. So and I didn't know Skyrim had used physics. Used that used the Havoc. Of course it has physics. Every game has physics. I didn't know they used the Havoc. Skyrim engine. without physics. Can yeah. we get that mod as well? <laughs> that would do. Everyone's just a block. It's just like the the first Witcher. Everyone just kind of floats <laughs> um yeah so i mean as soon as i saw that on the back of the uh my my copy of the game i was like oh snap dude so i i instantly started messing around obviously with some of the physics using the shouts to you know launch people seeing how good it was and it was really cool mm-hmm. so now horse physics however those can be those could be worked on yeah i don't think the havoc engine at the time was prepared for such uh advanced you know mobility <laughs> When you're on a horse, you can go vertical on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Yep. And not fall off. Which no. maybe in Tamriel, that's just how it is. It, we don't know. Maybe. You know. Maybe we need to go to Tamriel. And we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. Maybe horse have magnetic feet there. <laughs> we'll do an IRL podcast in Tamriel. Yeah. We'll, you know, yeah. Try and scale a mountain and then it'll fail. <laughs> For the music, I gave it a nine. Because all the music really just fit the mood, you know. It was very ambient. Right. And you know, while they not, they might not all be memorable. Um, it sounds good in the moment. It fits the mood, right? You know, like it's, it's very, it's very soft. ancient. It's right. medieval, and then you know, it picks up when you get into yeah, and it gets epic. Fight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a good mood setter. I gave it an eight. Um, so yeah, definitely good. Uh, in the moment, yeah, eventful music. Oh man, don't even get me started on the bar music. If you go into the inns, you can have people play for you. Would you like to uh, sing us one of the songs? Oh, I never. You never went in no. the inn? I mean, I did, but I never like asked them to play a oh. song. No. Okay. Would you like to uh, sing us a song? Well, we heard my singing before. Right. And we got hateful comments from Did you. we? No. I don't think but so. But I'd like to think so. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> I leave myself hateful comments. Oh, there you go. You're just like, wow, he sounds terrible. <laughs> what a loser. Comment, and then you comment on your own comment like, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your clones are very impressive. Yeah, exactly. You just make a bunch of different accounts. Send <laughs> it to each other. Uh, now, is there a physical release for the soundtrack? That comes with like special editions? Uh, or is it just you have to like get it on like Amazon or something? I have no idea. Because there's a couple tunes that I kind of like really liked, but I don't know if there's 
if you can get like a. I know they're on YouTube. Right, you can get it. Yeah, YouTube. I'm sure you can find them like on Amazon Music or whatever. But like an actual like like a CD, or I know sometimes they come in vinyl. I would imagine they would have made a CD. I mean, this game was popular enough. Right, exactly. They actually just recently made a. This isn't related to Skyrim, but it's related to music. They made a, a TF2 vinyl. Did they? Yeah, one side's red, the other side's blue. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I was gonna say DDLC got their own CD. How did Skyrim? How not? did you, yeah? Hey man, when you get when you get a hundred million downloads in a month, not a hundred million, one million. When you get one million downloads in a month, you know you deserve that kind of special release. And if you get over two hundred Game of the Year awards, I'd say that deserves that deserves a yeah uh, a full release for the soundtrack. So if it's out there or not, we don't know. Yeah, but if you find it and you're like a collector, pick it up. Also, great next to your five copies of Skyrim. One for each system. Yeah. That's one thing that kind of annoyed me is that, you know, they keep adding newer and newer features with each port. Right. It's it, like, well, I don't want to buy Skyrim 15 times. Yeah. You know, I, the, the initial release, obviously that's the initial release, uh, special edition remastered. I get it. That one, I mean, that one deserved definitely to come out just because well, there was even the legendary edition before that. Right. Um, and of course, you know, this gives you all the DLC standard, you know, the, the, the next gen edition i didn't i mean but then the vr release the fact that there was two vr releases there was one for playstation vr and then there was just one vr for everybody else and then the switch um and the switch i kind of get because they did they did that with doom yeah switch you know they're like oh now you can play skyrim on the go <laughs> and we added zelda items it's like cool we didn't I ask don't want to buy yeah, Sky, pay sixty dollars again. Already played. I've already bought this game times. three times. I bought this game three times. This three sixty. Yes, and the legendary edition oh, on three sixty. Hey, kitty. Oh, okay. I'm not buying it again. Now we got another one. Until Elder Scrolls Six. Elder Scrolls Six, which they did tease last year. Yeah. At E3, and now E3 coming up. I, I hope excited. we see more. Right. Bethesda last year had a very good. E3 um, mm-hmm. presentation, so I hope they can uh, double up this time. Oh, okay. Oh, no. No, not your special edition. Special. <laughs> I can English well. That is one thing I like about Fallout 4 and Skyrim for special edition is uh, that they added the console mods. And that yes. was a really revolutionary idea because, right. like, no other, no other game on console really does that, you know, no. allows mods like that. Getting now getting them onto your console, um, is a much, it's a it's a longer process, because I believe do you have, now am I now am I correct in saying you have to you do you have to get them off the computer? No, you, you can so you can get them right there on the on like your system. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's an option under like DLC. It's mods. Okay. And you click on the mods and it shows you like, you know, popular ones. You right. can search for whatever you're looking for. Okay. Oh, so that's actually kind of easier than PC because a PC you you had to like go to like a mod, Nexus like mods, mod DB, like or you know, uh, if you're on the Steam page, I'm sure. Although there's Steam all the shop. good mods are exclusive to PC. That yeah, that's kind of there's much there's so much more you can do because Bethesda PC. regulates the ones that are on their marketplace. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of sad, but I mean, it's so cool. I mean. They it's also awesome. added this thing recently to the special edition called the Creation Club, and that's paid mods. Wait, they added that recently to like to this and Fallout Four, yeah. The Creation Club is it's basically the same as the mod menu, 
but you have to pay for those mods. Gotcha. And they come from Bethesda themselves. So is it like, is it really a mod though? If yeah, it's it, coming from Bethesda? It's, just, it's not even a mod at that point. At that point, it's just. I could the, be yeah. wrong though. I don't really know enough about it. I just know that it keeps updating my Skyrim every five minutes. Yeah. Adding gigabytes at a time. How much? Well, how many is it at right now? For like console? Like 40, I think. 40 gigabytes? Is that with the main game and everything else included? I think so. Okay. So it still hasn't reached like Halo 5 levels. Oh, yeah. Not Gears 4 level. Gears 4 levels, yeah. Man. <laughs> some, some of those games are just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like... But that's actually cool. Halo 5 is not even graphically impressive. Why does it need 100 gigabytes? Yeah, it, you know, it's, <clears throat> compar- it's comparable to 4, but just like it's been like... Tweaked. They, they tweaked. They kind of just turned the knobs from like 8 to 9. Yeah. In the, in the, in the juice department and just kind of gave it a little bit more you know, graphical power. That was about it. But yeah, 100 gigabytes... And me with only a you know a 250 gigabyte system, that means I can only have like if I want like big games, I can only have like one or two more. Oh, that was another thing about the mod menu is that you can only have like a certain amount of mods. I think it was like two gigabytes of mods. I've never hit it, okay. and they might have gotten rid of it. I'm not sure, but they did have a limit when it first came out. Really? Yeah. It kind of sucks. So they also have the load order too, to where like. Some are like higher priority than others. You can mm. move them around. I don't know what that means. I don't mess with it because yeah. I don't want to break it. You want to find out if it's like broken. But I yeah, get that. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that, the mods on console definitely. I've never really seen a game without uh, with that before. Besides Bethesda games, and I guess Halo Five has like prefabs, but that's not really like that's like that's just it's com- not a mod though. Yeah, I mean anybody, it's just community made like in game yeah kind of stuff. Same with like a. Uh, the stage builder stuff in Smash, Smash Bros. Yeah. They're creating these communities around fan-made content. Right. And with that, I've been rapidly making stages. You have? Yes, I have. I've made two. You made two? I made one that's essentially just a pit, um, and you're always falling. <laughs> and so it's so not only do you have to fight, but you also have to try and stay out of falling. It's kind of like Star Wars Episode Six, and they're about to be thrown into the sand dune monster. Oh. It's kind of like that. You're trying to stay out of the pit. Okay. So, nice. Yeah, thank you. Did you get the aqua stage? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> I didn't want to have to explain it. Yeah, that's good. That's that's fine. Overall, I gave Skyrim a nine out of ten. I gave it a, a seven out of ten. So for me, I got forty-one out of fifty. You got thirty-six. So that's a 77. Yeah, that's a high C right there. High C, literally. High C, yeah, like Which, the juice. Like the, the thing they need to bring back to McDonald's because they gave me Fanta and it's like, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll drink Powerade. But Wait, you... what was the drink in Skyrim that, that the Khajiits were addicted to? Oh. Skooma. That's, yes, Skuma. and I was actually going to, I was actually funny because when I, when I came up to that, I was like, oh, that's kind of like me with like McDonald's Powerade because I only drink that because they got rid of high C. <laughs> but yeah, that. Is it like a juice or is it like a like a like a beer? It's okay. So there's it's, this thing called moon sugar, right? And that's basically it's it's coke. Okay, and like, they mix it together with like I think it's mead, like Coca Cola or like like yeah. Okay, and they mix it together with some sort of alcohol to make the skooma, and that's why it's so addicting. Oh, okay, and gotcha. ruins people's lives. <laughs> it ruins people's lives. I remember my first time trying skooma. Yeah. Did you end up waking up in a dumpster 
I woke up at the beginning of Skyrim again. (laughs) Hey, you, were you trying to cross the border? (laughs) I was trying to know, man. It's my first time. I can't go back to jail. I've played that intro so many times because I always create different characters. That was all I'd do on the 360. Just replay the beginning over and over and see what kind of character I can make. Yeah. Like just, yeah, character creation. Yeah, different builds, you know. Like, oh, I want to go all two-handed skill this time or... This time I'm going to be a thief and just sneak everywhere. Right. Which if you're trying to build up your sneak, you can literally just crouch down and walk everywhere. Yeah, it's, it can get crazy. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I know, I kind of want to pick up the special edition, probably for the PS4, um, just to see uh, kind of what's all about. Also, I mean, also, I, did, I played the 360 edition and I had never played this game before, so I didn't want to commit to a much more expensive Special edition. It's probably like forty dollars now. I mean, I picked up. I mean, don't you, quote me on that though. You were with me when we when we picked up my copy. I think it was like three bucks. Yeah, like two ninety nine at our local like retro game store. So yeah, I just was like, and at that point we hadn't even decided to do this this one yet. It was just like, oh well, may as well get it now. I waited, you know, nine years to <laughs> pick it up at some point. So then it sat on my rack, and it's like, oh, you know, we should do this. And so. But now, now that I've played it, I do kind of want to grab the uh, the special edition. While you're at it, play Elder Scrolls Blades coming to right. iOS and oh, Android. Oh, it's here. It's here, yeah. I think it's in, like, the beta or something. Right. I think, yeah, for iOS, I believe you need iOS, you need, like, you need to have, like, an iPhone 7 or higher to to play it, maybe 6. But I have a 7 in it, and it runs fine. Um. So, as, as long as you can, you know, have your phone be upgraded to the current version of ios it will run and it is it looks it's amazing yeah on ios that they it looks can great. fit that into a phone right it looks like skyrim they have the costumes and the backgrounds of skyrim yeah the characters kind of look like they're from oblivion but you know yeah i think it does take place in skyrim too because it's about the blades mm. and the blades were only in skyrim yeah. i believe i think i think it is i think it's also just kind of like in a separate kind of area yeah you know, i heard something like you you kind of revisit towns that you will that you do see in skyrim um i haven't gone far enough yeah i haven't gotten that far in it either but it is available it's free um it's an early access so if it comes when it comes out of it may might not be free but uh for now it's you know pick it up while you can yeah um yeah so actually i was actually gonna say um i actually had played the first elder scrolls game called arena Really? Yeah. My dad, he had it on his old, like, Dell laptop. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad. <sighs> it, I mean, I mean, for, I mean, it came out a long time ago, so. It starts somewhere. Yeah, but I was, I was like, yeah, like, I mean, and I was, of course, a kid. Um, but I found that old laptop, and I plugged it in, and it was still on it. I could still play Arena. They've always been first person, right? Uh, no. No? No. I thought Arena was first person. It, it it like is, but you can you can kind of do like kind of how you can do in like these games. You can like switch. Yeah, you can like back up. But it's like primarily. Yeah, probably yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, but you just yeah you had to start somewhere. It wasn't the best thing, but it was just cool because looking how far it's come. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like I I I played a little bit of Morrowind when I was much younger, and then Oblivion I played to its completion. And then now, if we ever do Oblivion, I hope we don't because 
I'm like oblivion. I I don't know. I was kind of mixed about it. At that, when I had it, I didn't really have anything else to play. I think I had Sonic Unleashed. It was between that, Sonic Unleashed, and Tony Hawk's Proving Ground. And I beat Proving Ground. So I was like, oh, I'm going to play something that takes more time. So I played Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's backtrack. Let's, let's, play from, let's go from Skyrim to Arena. Oh, man. In complete reverse chronological order. We'll do the same thing with Fallout. We'll start with 76, and we'll work back to, to the original Wasteland. Well, actually, 76 is a prequel. Oh, yeah. Is it a prequel to 4, or is it a prequel to... No, it's a prequel to everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, what, Way... 25 years after? I don't know when Fallout 1 takes place. Fallout 1's, like, 100. No, no, it's, like, 80-something years afterwards, I believe. Then, yeah, 76 is the earliest. Mm-hmm. That's right. crazy. 25 years later on the, uh, what is it, the Reclamation Day? What is it called? Yeah. Yeah, the Reclamation Day. When you get to empty, you get to leave the vault and there's no NPCs, at, at, like, anywhere. <laughs> now, 76 actually kind of looked like Skyrim, because there's a yeah. lot of greenery. Yeah. No, it it looked better than Skyrim, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely did. But uh, yeah, he had the had the base of Skyrim, which I feel like for everything that came out after Skyrim, they kind of used that as a base. Well, I think for Skyrim, they built a new engine called the Creation Engine. I think they did use that for Fallout Four and seventy six. Is it now? Is it not the same engine from New Vegas or? 3? I don't think it, it is. looks similar. Uh, of course, it's similar. Right. They only know how to build one thing. <laughs> We'll do but, some research. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to you guys yeah. on that. <laughs> if we come up with anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, 76 does kind of look like, does look like Skyrim. Yeah, a lot more green. It's, it's, it has as much green, and yeah, graphically it looks much better. No snow, though. No snow, nope. And if there is, I haven't found any. We didn't get that luxury. Yeah. Yeah, have you traveled the entire map yet on 76? Nope. I, still need to I can't get, get far enough. I'll die. How it's very are, hard. What level are you? Uh... It's been a while. <laughs> I've been playing Skyrim, man. Right, yeah. And then I started playing Wind Waker. Ooh. Which turns out... That's what we're doing next. Yeah, we're doing the Wind Waker and before... Yeah, before Wind that, Waker, they're uh, doing a yeah. controversially better game. <laughs> uh, Danny oh. and uh, special guest Ren, they're doing Breath of the Wild for the Switch. Um, the first Zelda game on... Zap Knight, which, if it hasn't been revealed already, Zap is Zelda and Pizza Knight, Zap Knight. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been going for almost three years and no Zelda game. But we finally got a Zelda game, and then right after it, we got a, another Zelda game. Wind Waker is the more cartoon graphic side of Zelda. Yeah. Um, so we'll have two back-to-back Zelda, and then obviously we'll go back to, to just, you know, something else. But finally kicking it off, and uh, it should be pretty good. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. Go check out uh Zapnight.com, our website, um The follow- Gaming Podcast the, Alliance. The Gaming Podcast Alliance. Uh go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, um Zapnight on pretty much everything. MySpace. MySpace, uh Tinder. Oh yeah. And um, um on Five a- Chan. AOL. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah. We will uh we will see you guys in the next episode. Zap off. <laughs>